So, um, tonight we're going to take one aspect of the book of Haggai and um, kind of springboard off it. We're not going to um, steal all the thunder from the Wednesday night studies. Um, But in the book of Haggai, it mentions in verse and in verse 7, the Lord says, Now consider your ways. And he repeats that twice, and he really calls them into some self-examination. <clears throat> I want to read to you a quote that Facebook banned. This quote is by St. Augustine. Men are hopeless creatures. The less they concentrate on their own sins, the more interested they become in the sins of others. They seek to criticize, not to correct. As you can see, that is a very dangerous statement that we would not want our American public to be exposing that from us. I'm speaking facetiously if you haven't caught that, okay? How can that statement be considered dangerous at all unless you worship man? Let me read it again. Men are hopeless creatures. The less they concentrate on their own sins, the more interested they become in the sins of others. They seek to criticize, not to correct. And this is a reason God said, consider your ways. Focus on your own sins. The less we focus on our own sins, the more we focus on the sins of others, and we criticize rather than correct. Patrick Henry said, for my part, Whatever anguish of spirit it may cost, he's referring to self-examination, I am willing to know the whole truth, to know the worst, and to provide for it. He said, I'm willing to deal with whatever cost it may involve. We must be willing to examine our own lives Someone said, examine our own lives and explore our dark side. You must acknowledge, we must acknowledge how bad we truly can be and how horrible, unloving we are. When we know the depths and the darkness of our dark side, It helps us to stand in the light a little better. Now, one of the things that we don't do well is examine ourselves. And you can understand why. Wouldn't every student love to go to school and never have to take a test? Never find out how well do you know the material? Never, um, wouldn't every business never have to balance the books and just have money coming in and not really tell how things are going, Um, never to examine. And tonight, 
we're going to go over. You don't need to write them down because we'll hand them out to you when you go out. But we're going to introduce to you 12 questions of self-examination that we want you to take and and to use as a tool to examine yourself. Number one, am I truly a child of God? And before you um, just say yes, what are the evidences of it? Biblical evidences that you are a child of God. It is a biblical fact that many there will be that will say unto him, Lord, Lord, we went to Grace Baptist Church. We served in this area. We did these wonderful works. In the Bible, they cast out devils. And he will say, depart from me, I never knew you. What evidences are there, and we're not going to spend time, but read First John for evidences. What is there an evidence Evidences that I am a child of God. Secondly, we ask ourselves, am I becoming more like Christ? If I am a child of God, God said He was at work in our lives. He predetermined that we should be conformed to the image of His Son. So, God gave His Spirit. He put His Spirit in us to work and to bring things into our lives and convict us and teach us to be more like Christ. What are we doing to grow in Christ-likeness? Are you more like Christ tonight than you were a year ago? If so, how? Um, it is important. Every Christian ought to be growing. We should be more like Christ now than we were in the past. And so we need to examine. We need to measure ourselves. Number three, do I have a clear conscience? Someone has defined a clear conscience as able to look anyone in the eye and know that you have not violated or offended them, but what you have tried to make it right, and you have a clear conscience before God and man. If you don't, if that's put away, your faith ends up shipwrecked. Number four, how is my communion with God, our prayer life, our communion with God, in in walking with God, not just making requests, but our fellowship with God, our, our, um, I said it already, but our walk with God. The reality of, of walking with God and in fellowship with Him and communing with Him. That's the part of men ought always to pray and not to faint. So to seriously, Holy Spirit, help me to through your power, examine my life here, not compared to others in what God has called me to be. Number five, whose lives am I investing in? Whose lives, who are the individuals that I am investing in, that I'm 
um, putting effort in to either help bring them to Christ or to encourage and build them up. We've asked before many times, when you die, whose spiritual development will be hindered? When you're gone, whose spiritual development, they'll say, man, I really miss what they did to draw me closer to God. See, that that's what's way more important than I miss sitting around the campfire with them just chewing the fat. The reality, are we investing in anyone's life? Number six, how can I more effectively function as a member of the body? As a member of the local assembly, how can I more effectively function? How can I be a part and and contribute and add to, not just, well, I'm good where I'm at. How can I more effectively? What does God want me to do? He's put every member in the body for a purpose. And, and, and when the members of the body don't work, then the whole body suffers. When the member of the body comes up lame, the whole body suffers. So to ask ourselves, and, and never to be content. There's a sense of contentment that we need to learn to be content with Christ, but there's a sense that we ought always be striving for serving Him better. A champion mentality. I know a lot of you don't like Tom Brady, but he's a champion, okay? And when your guy gets as many rings as he has, then you can talk to me about it. I'm not, I'm not a Patriot fan, and, and I don't know for his character, but he has a mentality, I am going to be the best. That's what we need as Christians. He's 42 years old, and, and he's still playing in the NFL. He does it for a corruptible crown. We are called to an incorruptible crown. And no, this isn't good enough. It's too easy. And, and I speak all this to myself. It's too easy to just get content where we are and, and just kind of go on and come Lord Jesus. No, how can I more effectively function as a member in the body? Number seven, how am I sharing the gospel? And, and we were challenged in, in the Sunday school class downstairs about in this culture being wise, how do we present the gospel? And who are we even burdened for? Who are you praying for, for their salvation? How important it is we, are we, is, is that even on our radar? Are we even burdened for people? Number eight, what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? It, it's important for us to, to understand our strengths and, and to use them, as we said in the body, to use them for the glory of God. It's also wise to understand our weaknesses 
and and to shore up to to take precaution that that it's not a cause of stumbling in our own life and to strengthen it number 9 what is god currently doing in my life right now what would you say god is trying to do in your life you know sad to say I believe many times we never consider our ways. And and we don't think about, okay, what is God seeking to accomplish in my life? What is He teaching me? Um, Philippians 1.6, It is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. And he began a good work in us, and he wants to continue that work in us, but he wants us to be co-laborers together with him. You know, what is God teaching you? What is he trying to do? Number ten, what am I tempted to love more than God? The first and great commandment, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. What what would you say you're tempted to love more than God? And every one of us have a number of things that we're tempted to love more than God. And the reality of of that. So um, what are what are you tempted to love more than God? Number eleven, what am I a slave to? Or what are my besetting sins? And those aren't necessarily the same. But what am I a slave to? Are we a slave to our phone? Are we a slave to certain things on our computer? Are we a slave to certain things that we own? They really own us. You know, what? what's the first thing... You go to in the morning when you get up. Is it to check? Go to God, right, Harlan? Amen. I mean, and think about what is there. Paul said, I will not be brought under the power of anything. I am not going to be a slave to anything except Christ. Romans 6, it says, don't yield your members, your body as an instrument of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God. What what controls your life? It may be a food. It may be a program. It may be an app. It may be a team. It may be... It's endless. And, and again, what am I a slave to? And then number 12... How am I doing good? We are not saved by good works, but Ephesians says, right after he says, we are saved by grace through faith, we are created unto good works, Ephesians 2.10. We should be looking for ways to fill ourselves up with good works. From, from simple things, it, it may be serving a neighbor and helping 
to serving in the home, but looking for ways to do good works. Not to look for ways to get out of good works. What, what can I do? So, tonight when you leave, as you go out the doors, we'll give you this, and these are listed. And I want you to take them home and consider your ways. We sang, revive us again. Revival is renewed obedience to God. And if we never examine ourselves, and and honestly, this should be something that we consistently do. I just came through this week. What can I do better? What did I learn from this experience? I just had this experience. Um, what can I learn from that? How can I? How could I have better represented God through this? Examining ourselves. If we don't examine ourselves, we won't grow. We will be as as the quote that we read earlier. We will we'll be more interested in the sins of others. And then we begin criticizing others. And the reality is, it it begins right here. And Haggai came, and the message of the Lord, and you'll go into it this Wednesday, that he specifically what he was telling them to do. But generally speaking, he's saying, consider your ways. We can talk about the world. We can talk about politicians. But we can't do anything about most of that. But we can do something about this. But if we think, I'm good. I'm getting a passing grade. Okay, let's give you a test. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I know it good enough. Examine ourselves. And he mentions that throughout the New Testament. This isn't just an Old Testament thing. So I pray that every one of us will take these and this week examine ourselves. Consider our ways. Where am I going? This, this pattern that I have in my life. Where is it taking me? Where is the end of it? Am I becoming more like Christ? Heavenly Father, I pray that your Spirit would shine the light on my heart and on each of our hearts. And Lord, I pray that there would be a renewed love for you, a renewed rearranging of our priorities. And, Lord, I pray that there would be a renewed obedience to you as a result of our considering our ways. Lord, we plead your mercies. We ask your forgiveness for uh, growing content growing lukewarm. And Lord, I pray that you would stir the fires of revival in our hearts and that truly you would be glorified through it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.